All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Skift podcast. My name is Seth Borko. I'm a senior research analyst at Skift Research, and I'm joined by Dennis Shaw, the founding editor of Skift. Now, Dennis, we are both big TripAdvisor fans. Uh, we cover the company a lot, and they just had some major news on their Q4 earnings call, Dennis. I know you wrote a story about it. Why don't you kick us off and tell us what's going on? Yeah, so they actually signaled that they're going to do something like this in November when they said they were looking for options about how to better monetize or get how, how to be, get better shareholder value uh, for both Viator and The Fork, which is the dining reservations platform. So TripAdvisor announced this week that, that it filed uh, an S-1 statement with the SEC to take Viator public. And the way it would work is... TripAdvisor would um, maintain control of Viator, but Viator would become a public company. And the reason it wants to do this is, A, to increase shareholder value, and B, um, it's still, uh, oh, and one B, because um, it doesn't feel like, you know, Viator has a different business model and, and the fork than the rest of TripAdvisor. It's more transactional than advertising. So it wants to give greater visibility into the worth of the company. Um, and at the same time, it's conducting parallel talks with third parties about other options. So, yeah. Seth, go yeah. ahead. Well, I was just going to say, yeah. So, like, that. just to sum it up, it's basically starting the process of sort of spinning off. It's got this segment that they call their experiences in dining. It's, it's like you said, Viator, which is this... Uh, you know, day tour, tours and experiences, online travel agency and the fork, which is kind of like they would hate for this. They would hate that I use this comparison, but kind of like the open table of Europe. And it's been the growth engine of the company. And now that they're considering, you know, maybe we can uh, kind of monetize this or spin it off a little bit. I, it's interesting to me that, that they're considering doing this. I know they they'd forecasted it. Do you think it's I, I have, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts. I want to ask you if you think this is a good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, you do. Certainly. Sorry, this is a kind of a debate because I'm not sure it's like the smartest idea. I, I don't know if I love it. Okay. Um, I mean, certainly there's a lot of shareholder val value in Viator that's not being achieved. You know, that, that's for sure. But what um, I'm questioning is TripAdvisor, um, they're saying that they have a two-pronged strategy. Viator yeah. will be the standalone, sell tours and activities as a standalone business. And TripAdvisor will sell tours and activities as part of a trip, like an OTA. And I don't really have it. There's been such brand confusion about Viator. TripAdvisor has emphasized the TripAdvisor brand for tours and activities at various times over Viator. And I don't really have any confidence that TripAdvisor can do this integrated strategy and sell tours and activities successfully as part of an overall trip strategy. Interesting. Uh, that, that's that's a more fundamental question for the whole thing. I mean, I think I think they they've done a, a pretty nice job of keeping Viator independent, right? They acquired Viator. I think it was two hundred million. Do you remember exactly when they acquired it? It was it was a while it, ago. Now it was two thousand fourteen for two hundred million. 2014 for 200 million. So we're, we're coming out eight years, nearly a decade of Viator. They've kept it mostly independent. And I think they even said that that even to this day, the majority of Viator's bookings come through Viator.com, not through TripAdvisor.com. So I think 
you are spot on that they have struggled to, or my opinion is they've kind of struggled to integrate. When you book an experience on TripAdvisor, it's not entirely clear that you're always booking through Viator. It's not even necessarily clear that TripAdvisor will book you experiences. But there is a synergy there that I like because TripAdvisor has so many more experienced listings because they have all the user-generated content and the reviews. And so TripAdvisor will have usually every experience in a destination, but not every experience will be bookable via Viator. So I definitely think that right. causes some confusion there. But I think there's a nice synergy to having Viator as part of the, the TripAdvisor larger brand. Although I guess that's probably one of the things we, we should talk about is, is they've called this um, potentially a sub IPO, meaning that TripAdvisor has we don't have any details yet, but speculating that TripAdvisor might retain a large portion, if not even majority control of of, of um, Viator even after the IPO spin out. So maybe they're not going to be fully disentangled. I don't know. It's an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, I think they said that they want to maintain control of a Viator, that it's a strategic asset, you know. Um, but well, it, it's um, also their main growth driver, right, Dennis? You know, it's like mm -hmm. it, it's for years now, TripAdvisor has been talking about one, they want to diversify away from pure meta search because Google's pressure in that business. And two, they want to show positive growth. And the way they've been diversifying and growing has been this experiences and dining segment. And so that's what I was alluding to earlier, where I was a little surprised. I mean, I know they, they foreshadowed it, but I was a little surprised that they want to spin it off. I guess you're, you, are, you, are, you are correct. You're taking the, the executive role here, Dennis, where it's about unlocking shareholder value that's not being recognized. But, but I'm a little surprised to see them taking this this piece that has been accomplishing these two strategic goals of growth and diversification and kind of putting it into its own little box. Well, let's talk about uh, this piece because um, they also announced that at the same time that they're, uh, they filed to take Viator public, they're also pursuing parallel discussions with third parties. So what kind of other options does TripAdvisor have for Viator? Could they possibly partner or sell it or and maintain some kind of interest in it? Well, the, they, obvious, in, you know, yeah. the obvious sale is private equity, right? I mean, like you, I think that must be what they're referring to when they say we're we're looking to IPO the company, but also we'll entertain other options, other offers. What they're basically saying is if Hey, if you're a private equity company with a pretty big war chest, we'd like to talk to you, you know, reach out, right? That's, that's a for sale. That's like a putting a for sale sign in your uh, front yard. Um, so I think that's clearly the other option. And, and there is some very large institutional PE and also venture capital interest in the space. We haven't discussed their competitors much, but Get Your Guide and Kluke are probably the, the two largest competitors in the day tour space. By the way, so is Expedia. Expedia does have a tourism activities business. Uh, and, and any of those would be uh, really, you know, certainly a private equity company could could buy it, or a competitor would be really happy to buy Viator and merge it into their business. It would probably double them in size overnight. You know, I think, uh, you know, people have talked about this and it's uh, it's unlikely that, you know, SoftBank, which is an investor in Get Your Guide and Cluck, could buy Viator and combine the three companies. I don't think that's going to happen. But I wonder, do you think there's any potential for some kind of Expedia partnership uh, with TripAdvisor in tours and activities? Because, you know, Trip, like you said, TripAdvisor is big in tours and activities. They have a history together. 
Expedia supplies a lot of inventory, uh, vacation rental inventory uh, to TripAdvisor. Do you think there's any potential there? I mean, you know, in a, in a, like a world where we're just gaming, if I was an, let me put it this way. If I was an investment banker who was covering Expedia, I would pitch Expedia the deal, right? I'd say, hey, let's try it. If I was Expedia, <laughs> would I accept that, that, that pitch? I don't know if I would. I mean, we, we've talked about this too, Dennis, and you'd cover this a lot. I think Expedia is just kind of, they're very, they're, they're selling off a lot of their discretion, their, their ancillary businesses, right? Didn't they just, they just sold Agencia. They're kind of getting back to their core about kind of, you know, just hitting singles and doubles and doing a really good job of it is how I see it. And so for them to then go out and, and make a major M&A, because uh, this would be a very big deal. You know, they, they have close ties in the past. TripAdvisor is an Expedia spinoff. Um, and by right. the way, I was going to say, when we talk about these sub-IPOs, the, the only major example that comes to mind is the Trivago Expedia sub-IPO. So they have similar philosophies, similar management, lots of historical ties. So I think you can convince yourself it makes sense, but I'm not sure I actually see um, Pete Kern doing that. You're, you're totally right that it goes totally against the grain of what Expedia is trying to do right now, simplify the company. It would be a, a complex acquisition. But where do you think, um, I know you have some data, where yeah. do you think um, Viator stands these days in relation to Get Your Guide and Cluck? Because I feel like um, TripAdvisor has in some ways squandered um, Viator's position. It was, you know, the um, unquestioned market leader uh, years ago. Um, there have been a lot of things happening, not all TripAdvisor's fault, you know, market forces and everything. Um, but, but where, what do you see as Viator's position these days? Yeah. So we, we did a deep dive into TripAdvisor in September of 2020. So, um, it, it's still, a, 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 things changed a lot in the last year, but it was still during the pandemic. So it's still somewhat, um, relevant. And we counted up how many listings all of the major, uh, tours and activities platforms had. We had uh, Viator, we, we counted just shy of 400,000 listings, 395,000 listings. Expedia, we counted 210,000 listings. Get Your Guide, 60,000. And then Airbnb, uh, 30,000. Actually, Kluke, it was hard for us to tell exactly, but we think they're around the same level as Airbnb, kind of in that 30,000 range. Um, and so what that means is that Viator is, is the largest online travel agency in the tours and activities space, the day tour space, which means it's, it's a huge deal. This is a fast growing market. It's one of the largest markets that's still mostly offline. The switch to online is happening quickly. Only more dramatic switch to online because of the pandemic. And they have number one, effectively market share, especially in terms of suppliers and listings. And as we all know, one of the hardest things about building an online travel agency is getting suppliers. So it's a real crown jewel asset. It's a real powerful asset. Mm -hmm. But, One thing. but I'm sorry. Well, I don't want to stop me from rambling if I am. But I, I, I agree with you about squandering the lead a little bit. You know, we we also did this proprietary analysis to Skiff, where we 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 counted up how many listings each site had in like the 100 most popular vacation destinations in the world, and we've done this a couple times now. And when we did it for the first time in 2018. Uh, if you just looked at just the top 100 destinations, what we found was Viator had four times the listings of its next closest rival. Today, it has just 
25% more inventory than its next closest rival. And so it, it's this two-pronged thing. One, they are the largest, they are the crown jewel, they have the most suppliers, but just, just in 2018, just a couple of years ago, they were standing heads and shoulders above all of their peers. And today it's a much, much, much tighter race. So maybe a little bit of tortoise and hare there where you think you've got this huge lead to start, but if you just, you nap for a year or two, you just take a quick break, um, you will be shocked at how quickly your competitors catch up to you. And, and they're very, by the way, speaking of, of capitalization, they're all very well-funded, right? Get your guy just raised more debt. Kluke just raised more equity. And so the idea that that Viator is going out to raise some capital to fuel growth is not crazy. Right. So, Seth, uh, I wrote that uh, the uh, TripAdvisor's Q4 earnings call yesterday seemed like a sales pitch for Viator. And one of the things uh, the CFO uh, said is he, TripAdvisor has said this repeatedly over the years that their tourism activities business has similar margins to um, what uh, OTAs get when they sell hotels. He made that comparison. Mm-hmm. And then also he said um, TripAdvisor um, in 2021 has taken share in the U.S. domestic market um, where it hasn't been strong in the past. It's mostly been strong in English-speaking countries and cities. So why hasn't um, TripAdvisor been it? First of all, do you, do you think that's true about the hotel-like margins? And also, why hasn't, or isn't it a failure of Viator that it hasn't been able to get more global than it is? Well, um, all right, you asked me a couple of questions there. I'm going to try and, and disentangle a bunch of them, right? First is about the margins of the experiences business. Um, and the answer there is, is like a, a half and half, right? Uh, my understanding is that they can earn hotel like margins. That's correct on a percentage, on a percentage term, which is important, right? I think I'm just trying to pull up some numbers. I mean, historically this segment has managed to earn, let's see, I mean, pre COVID they, they were able to earn some pretty good margins. We believe it's something like a 20% commission on average. And we've seen that borne out in the actual data, you know, you know, for it's a lower, it's, you know, it's a, a, a much lower price tag. You said, you know, percentage wise. Yeah. You know, yeah, you've got exactly there. right. What I was alluding to, which is that the, 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 the margins can be hotel like by which we mean 10 to 20%, kind of 15% midpoint, but you know, on a hotel, you're booking usually multiple nights, usually at several hundred dollars a night. And so, you know, a 10% commission of a $400 ticket or $500 ticket is a lot more dollars than a 20% commission of a tour for 40 bucks, right? So right. even though the dollar margins can be similar, you need to pump a lot more volume through the system to, to make similar EBITDA. Um, then you asked, you, you asked about, um, Expand internationally. I think you might have been a little mean here, Dennis, calling it a failure to in- expand internationally. I mean, I think everyone expands to struggle. S- expand into a market where you don't speak the language, you know, it, it, and even to any foreign market is incredibly difficult, especially in the travel mm-hmm. industry. We've seen Expedia tra- struggle to do it. We've seen Booking struggle to do it. We've seen <laughs> Trip.com struggle to do it. I mean, that, that's just the reality of this game. That's why, that's why in the hotel space, you have guys like Traveloco or Despagar or Make My Trip who succeed 
precisely because they they speak the language both literally and metaphorically, right? So I don't know if I would call that a failure. It's 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 an opportunity, and it's a it's going to be tough. It's a tough nut to crack, though. Seth, the, the elephant in the room is um, that all the, all this is taking place while TripAdvisor is looking for uh, a new CEO. You know, uh, Steve Kaufer, who's been CEO for the company for like 22 years, is leaving. Um, so it'll be up to the new CEO to, to figure all this out. And, you know, one thing that, um, you know, th they also talked about their corporate strategy uh, this week. And they still really haven't uh, figured out anything for TripAdvisor Plus. So all this, um, all this occurs in the context of, you know, a leadership void and a further grappling for a viable strategy for TripAdvisor going forward. I mean, yes, I, I, <laughs> I agree with you entirely, Dennis. Right? I mean, we've this is something that we've discussed in the past um, about how. I think you have some strong thoughts on this, and as you can keep going, I've, I've talked enough on this podcast, perhaps, but like, it, it does feel like they sometimes, this trip advisor sometimes uh, can get, oh, they're going to hate me for saying this, but they can get, they can get a little distracted by this shiny new thing, so to speak, right? I, I do feel like they definitely go, well, we've got this great meta search business, then meta search starts to slow, and they're like, well, we'll do this great B2B business, and then we'll buy these experiences businesses, and then we'll launch a subscription B2C product. I think they're all really good ideas and I think they can all be executed. Well, the, you know, I think that, that the company has, they would obviously disagree, but I think they've struggled to integrate all of those. And now they've got kind of these little, um, I would like little bits and pieces of these really pow potentially really powerful businesses. And they, I think they need to decide which ones to, to really nurture. Um, and that is, that is, um, that's a key, a fundamental key question for the future of this, of this business, I would agree. And, and it's going to be up to the next, the next um, CEO ultimately, right. To decide, do we want to be a more focused business or if we're really going to commit to all these different lines of businesses, how are we going to raise the capital to do that and to invest in that, which by the way, the sub IPO might play perfectly into that and say, let's raise some money from some investors and we'll use that money to fund the Viator expansion. Then we'll use the internal cash flow to fund the TripAdvisor Plus expansion, right? Maybe that's the strategy. But um, the, the the disparate parts of this business is both can be both a potential advantage, but I also think it's been it can be a bit distracting sometimes. Seth, we're out of time. Great thoughts, great conversation. It's clear to me that the focus going forward with Viator is to, just to make sure that. It, maintains its status as a shiny new thing and a growth engine for the company. Yep. Agreed, Dennis. Great chatting with you. As always, I, I can't wait to see what happens uh, going forward. It's exciting times for this business and excited to see uh, Viator and TripAdvisor's future. It should be good. Ditto.